Welcome to The Queer Bean, a podcast about the art and business and joy and struggles of creating a queer media empire. I'm Alicia. And I'm Christina. And each episode, we're going to dive into the process of creating awesome content for awesome queers. This week, we are going to be talking about what our favorite queer content is and also, you know, what sort of media, not necessarily queer, um, has inspired us. So what what do you got for me this week, (laughs) Christina? (laughs) Well, actually, um, I was thinking about this and I realized one show that um, I started watching, I think about a year ago, it's a web series. Um, I've mentioned it to you, it's called Strangers. Um, and it streams on, of all things, Facebook, which is probably the only mistake that web series is making, but uh, it has like two seasons out, and um, it's about, um, I, I guess I found it relatable because it's about a woman who, while she's dating uh, a man, she realizes that she's like into women, and it's this whole like trying to figure out her bisexuality and what it means and exploring being with women, while also being kicked out of her, um, not kicked out of her apartment, her boyfriend leaves the apartment and so she needs to keep up this lease, uh, but she can't afford it, so she opens up her apartment as an Airbnb. So each episode, a new guest stays over and she learns something new about herself and about people, and so it's about connections and it's also about her journey kind of like figuring out how to date women and all of these things, which again, I kind of (laughs) found relatable. and I really liked it because they're kind of like 15 minute episodes sometimes. They might be a little shorter, but typically 15. And I, I felt like I hadn't really seen a web series format with episodes that long that I felt like worked well, where it still, it it, it didn't feel like, oh, this is not enough to like hold someone's attention, but it also didn't feel too short it, it was like each episode is just right and I feel like uh for the series we're doing now for Out in Love it they're longer episodes as well they're like 10 to 15 minute episodes and I feel like that is kind of what gave me the uh 10 is a lie right 10 is a lie, <laughs> ten is a lie. you're trying to like float it like 10 to I know <laughs> episode one is 15 minutes like <laughs> it could get shorter it could get shorter though that's unlikely but it's possible it's right. possible that it could but get see shorter. strangers gave me hope though because I feel like okay well they did it you know and it it seemed to work well but um yeah that's that's something do you watch web series <laughs> crazy question for somebody who's producing a web series and (laughs) crazy answer no (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is when I get on the keyboard and play sound effects like oh yeah (laughs) I I don't watch web series um, and that's specifically because I like deep dives into right um, content like I love long form content. Yeah. So sometimes it's really hard for me to get into a web series because I always want more. And I just, yeah. I'm like, well, no. Can I get a 30 minute episode? Maybe a 20 minute episode. <laughs> but I know that isn't really feasible for web series, and I feel right. like that's what makes them especially difficult 
to write is because like (laughs) how do you fit the what first of all what is the appropriate amount of story for a web series right everyone has really short attention spans Mm -hmm. you know for the most part um and especially if you're doing a web series people are expecting like seven minutes maybe yeah 10 minutes even shorter sometimes you know and shorter than that i am 100 percent uninterested yeah if it's shorter than five minutes well i'm not (laughs) like i'm not 16. i don't i can look at something for longer um than five minutes like i want something to sink my teeth into so i'd say seven to ten to fifteen you're really pushing the the edges yeah of unless what it's my pilot and then, no, i mean but also <laughs> i will say this about web series like so there's a web series called um venice the series have you heard All of this right. i only saw the posters in Clexicon, but i actually don't know what it is well let me give I'm you so a, sorry <laughs> let me give you a little background on venice the series right so many many years ago not that many <laughs> I love this. um there was a soap opera called guiding lights that oh, sounds yes, right guiding light you know <laughs> i i can't i loved soap operas when i was a kid um and well into adulthood but my grandparent my grandmother and my aunts only watched the abc soaps so if you were yeah. not on abc i don't really know about you um but this was i believe guiding light and so there was a character her name was Olivia, and mm. she had this love affair with another character, Natalia. And because it's a soap opera, the way their love affair started is that Natalia's husband died in a traffic accident. <laughs> of course he did. And um, Olivia needed a heart transplant, and she got Natalia's husband's heart. <laughs> Oh, they had to put the man in the woman's body to make it make sense. No, I mean, just the, so. just the heart. Not they didn't put him in there. Just just the heart. You know, it's a soap. Most like, important what do you part. Expect? So I love it though. But CBS, which is the network this was on, really did not want them to kiss. Right. Of so course not. they didn't want like any outward physical affection between the two women, even though they were going full on with this love story, right? But they were really trying yeah. to, you know, skate the line of these two people being in serious love and having a committed relationship and being together yeah. forever. Um, so the show, the show ended because, you know, soap operas are a dying genre. Right. And the woman who played Olivia, her name is Crystal Chappelle, she decided, wow, this fan base is really passionate about these characters. And I feel like, I'm speaking as her, right? I feel yeah, like, I love it. you know, my friend Crystal. Um, <laughs> I feel like they there was a disservice done to this storyline. And Ooh. she created this web series called Venice the Series, which she played the main character, and the woman who played Natalia plays the love interest oh. and I feel like this was done way before web series sort of hit their stride huh. um, and certainly before queer web series became as prevalent as they are now like she oh, was wow. really in there at the beginning like of ahead this, of her of time ahead of the times exactly and those episodes were 20 30 minutes 
what the fuck? Right? But I mean, she <laughs> <That's> also <so> <laughs> good. had all of her soap opera friends to act in it, and it came with a fan base because yeah. people who watched the show were willing to support the web series and things like that, and they've been able to crowdfund massive money on Indiegogo and things like that. So I, I mentioned all that to say, I feel like a web series, it is, you, you have to know your audience Right. Right. First and right. foremost. So depending on the age of your audience and what type of story you're telling, perhaps five minute stories is what you need. Um, right. But if you're telling a queer story that's centered on women in their 30s and 40s, you can do more because women in their 30s or 40s are going we'll to be watching it. watch more, you <laughs> yes. know, so it's all it's all relative. Again, look at all that a long wisdom. way to say it was all relative. <laughs> no, but look at all that. There's, that was beginning, middle, and end. Can you tell she's a writer? <laughs> Love it. But sh- uh, what is it called, the Facebook show? Uh, Strangers. Strangers. I did yeah. try to watch that because you did tell me about it. And I watched it, and I really enjoyed what I saw of it, but I didn't finish it. The f- I didn't finish the first episode, to be honest. Oh, no. Because... <laughs> because <That sucks. laughs> not because it wasn't good, just because I I feel... I will correlate this to Jane the Virgin. If anyone mm. out there who watches Jane the Virgin, which probably you do because they have a um, queer storyline on there. Uh, a couple, actually. But Jane the Virgin was just so warm-hearted yeah you know and i got that same sense from this show like it was warm-hearted like it was interesting and it was really well written and well directed and all of that stuff but i like things that are dark and angsty (laughs) (laughs) i got it (laughs) so sometimes when things are like like that sort of vibe it's tough for me to maintain interest unless of course i'm helping to create it then that's a different thing because i'm coming at it from a different (laughs) from a different place you well, know. honestly, with Strangers, for me, the second season was more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the first season is her just kind of discovering herself. She meets a few interesting people, but then, and it takes place in LA. And then in season two, they move it across over to New York because she and her best friend moved to New York City. And then she meets this woman. And I'm all about it for that reason. Like this woman, they, they have this very complicated relationship because the woman's married. Uh, to a guy and they have like an open relationship kind of a deal like the guy knows and everything but it's I don't know it's messy and I think because it gets messy it probably brings me in more because mm-hmm. like you said you need the the moody and angstiness yeah. um and I just thought Love their chem- right and I just thought their chemistry uh is really good like so that kept me watching and I feel like in general uh, queer content, any content, I'm always there for the chemistry. That's what I need mm-hmm. to make something. I mean, yeah, the story, obviously, but if there's no love interest that I can root for, that I already, like, I want to see where this goes, then, like, I'm automatically, like, less interested, right. less likely to binge. Same. <laughs> yes. Same. I need that to, like, keep me there of, like, what's going to happen between them. I just and binged then, an entire show this past week called <laughs> The Rook, which is on Ooh, I've heard of this. Stars. I think I should know because I'm paying for it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's on Stars, yes. And the show itself is like mediocre, right? It's okay. a sp- 
spy show, um, British sort of dour in that very like British show way. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it's about, I if I had to explain it, it'd be, you know, humans have like powers but not avengers powers you know it's like a realistic take on what if humans had some powers and we were just out here living in the world and what would happen is of course the government would take advantage of that and people are (laughs) awful and there would be like a slave (laughs) trade for people with powers and it's terrible right but all that's well and good what really intrigued me was this character named Gestalt, which is a hive mind, um, hmm. quadruplets, a set of tw- uh, identical twins and a set of fraternal twins, three men, oh, wow. one women, one, one women, one woman. <laughs> three men, um, one women. <laughs> Sorry, I like it. Name of my so, next series. <laughs> and so the, this one mind is spread across these four bodies. And Ooh. they, or this, person has a relationship with the main character that is the primary love story of this show and i found it so fascinating and what an interesting look at what a relationship is and um the way the main character interacts with these four different people but they're actually just one person so you can pick up your conversation with whichever one of them you run into uh, it, I just found it. I just found it completely fascinating, and I binged yeah. the entire series just because I wanted more of that show itself. Yeah. It's just okay. I hope it gets renewed just because I want them to lean in more to what that relationship is specifically. Right. So yeah, that kind of reminds me of Sense Eight. Yeah. Have you seen Sense Yes. Yes. It, yeah. it is kind of like Sense Eight in that you know the sharing except with right. sense eight they're each their own individual person okay and in this case yeah. they are not it's one person right so Crazy. it's just it's very fascinating i i highly i can't say i highly recommend it right i highly recommend the love story <laughs> okay and yeah the show is good enough that you can watch it just for the love story and feel satisfied if nice. that makes if that makes sense yeah so yeah, yeah. speaking of sense eight i actually loved that show um for a lot of reasons i loved that there was um queer representation in the show i loved the way that just the idea of you're connected to a cluster of different humans all over and in the show they'd have so many I just remember what's sticking out in my mind is just um, one of the characters, uh, she was married, um, like newly married, and she also was falling for one of the the guys. Yeah, for the German guy in the cluster. And like, I love how like, as that developed, it just became like, especially in in the finale, like it's just kind of like, oh, well, yeah let's all have a threesome or whatever like but not not just the sexual element just like the whole like yeah okay we both love her love each other like let's explore this and it and I just thought it was just it was mind-boggling in a beautiful way for me because I'm like why can't things be so simple like that like you just love people and you connect with people and I just I loved that idea of 
less barriers. And I just, their approach of not having a moment where like her husband was just like, oh, fuck this. Like, no, like choose one of us. Or like there was never that dialogue of like, you know, the toxic masculinity, jealousy moment where people are just like, no, I can't deal with this. It was just very like friendly and <laughs> weird and everyone's just getting to know each other and like, oh, yeah. this is life. And I, I just thought that was such a unique and refreshing approach that I hadn't seen yet in a show. Um, and I'd like the show for a lot of reasons, I th- but really just the, the whole science fiction-y idea that you can have people that you can have in your mind and kind of visit I don't know I just thought that concept was so great and I because I kind of feel like I have a cluster like I feel like there's people (laughs) like friends in my life that we're 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 thinking about each other we're going through moments at the same time where it almost feels like we're visiting each other just because like I can I have friends that I'll text and they're like yeah no I had a dream about you too and I'm like we're just having this cluster moment no (laughs) but I think the concept is great super (laughs) (laughs) you know what I was with you until (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you it's real (laughs) one day you'll know (laughs) so you're like and I have my own cluster (laughs) (laughs) I mean you know I mean not to say it's not possible I'm getting uh, there. I'm ascending, <laughs> Alicia. Ascending. You are ascending and you have your own cluster. Right, Ooh. yes. <laughs> but moving I right along. That show. I, I really enjoyed Sensei. I think my favorite um, character and relationship, and I want to say that's something that I really enjoyed about that show, were the unique relationships. Yes between everyone in the cluster but also the people in their lives yes. with the cluster itself right you know? but one of my favorites was um oh my gosh i can't remember anyone's names, yeah I, I can't either so it's fine <laughs> the gay guy yes right and his <laughs> yeah. boyfriend yes and then their best friend yes i i love that whole storyline so you have these two men they're in love they have their relationship going strong and then you also have this woman who has this sort of uh, i don't like how would you describe her relationship to them it's weird because at first when i feel like at first when i was when you start watching it before you know where it's going you don't know if she's like to me like you didn't know if she was going to be malicious about things like because these guys you know they they have a secret love because right they're, they're not openly out and she's an actress and she was kind of dating one of the guys and she realizes she's a front and that he's actually gay and has and and at first i remember watching and being kind of like worried like oh is she gonna like out him like and be like I don't know, take advantage, but she just loved them. And she got off on them, like, and their whole love and relationship. And so she just becomes, like, part of their relationship, but not necessarily in a sexual way, but just kind of, like... Right, she becomes a part of this little family, basically. Yeah. And so the two men, they are in a fully, like, romantic and committed and sexual relationship, but she is in a platonic relationship with both yes. of them but also finds sexual gratification in watching them in watching yes. them but not interacting with them right. it was so 
fascinating. It's amazing. It's I amazing. would watch an entire <laughs> show of just their lives. Yeah. And as yeah. they go forward. Yep. Also, those two guys had such good chemistry. They did. And when I looked it up and like neither are gay, I was really surprised. I got to admit. Hey, I was like, I, I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I just feel like you see, and I, I don't know why this is. I don't know if it, again, goes back to toxic masculinity, but I feel like I've seen a lot of women act uh, on camera act out lesbian relationships even though they are not gay and mm-hmm. they're believable but I've seen men act as gay characters and it's like when they kiss a guy it feel you feel weird right. <laughs> like you're like it feels like they're going like one two oh okay it's over <laughs> like yeah. they're holding their breath while they do it and then they stop like there's a I've seen some bad gay kisses where I'm like it just doesn't feel like anything but then it, these two guys on sense eight it's like so like steamy like they want each other they they flirt the way they look at each other it feels like the chemistry is so real Mm -hmm. and I've just I was refreshing for me to see that like with two men and not just with women all the time yeah well since we're on a tv TV (laughs) trip yes um, because tv is my life same I love television, love movies also, but TV is my first love. Um, Same, same. So I want to talk about my favorite episode of The L Word. Yes. So uh, if you're listening to this- Should we talk about what The L Word is? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So sometimes when one woman loves another woman and- (laughs) They live in West Hollywood. They make a show. And everyone is super rich, even <laughs> though they only half have jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the L word. So, yes. Um, the L word is half of it. A third of it is really good. A third of it is a complete trash fire. Yeah. And then another third of it is best forgotten, I'd say. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's like, it's all over the place. It's this, the theme yeah. song for the L word is the <laughs> worst thing I've so ever heard bad. in my life. In it makes me cringe. My, yes. Yes. I my ex-girlfriend like used to know all the words. Oh. Yeah, like she would, she would just start singing it every time. I mean, and it was like supposed to be ironic, but she did it oh, too much and God. I was just like, no. It's, it's triggering. I'm triggered. It is. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's this episode in season four called Luck Be a Lady. And it is, as far as queer um, content on television, it is one of my, one of my favorites. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't say it's my absolute favorite, but it's definitely right. one of my it's favorites. Because, so first let me say, the episode is directed by Angela Robinson, who directed Debs and who directed Girl Trash, which is a great um, web series. Um, and she also directed Professor Marston and the Wonder Women, which mm, I really, yes. really love. I so, really like that movie. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, it you should absolutely see it. Um, so this episode it is about, uh, who cares what it's about? 
the point is <laughs> get to the meat of it <laughs> the point is is that there are two things that i absolutely adore in this episode and the first is the way it opens and it you have all of the different characters bet tina uh shane alice tasha this was the season of Poppy. We don't have to talk about her. <laughs> we don't um, have to talk about right? her. The Indian woman that was playing a Latina. Oh. We don't have to talk about that. So, oh. <laughs> different <stomach>. times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> different times. So, all of these characters, this, you start off the beginning of the episode, and it's like a 70s sort of heist movie with everyone in different sections of the of the screen calling each other and oh yeah talking to one another about you know going to this event later on so they can all see shane in her underwear because she's like a calvin klein model or some nonsense like that um <laughs> it's just really great i just really love the opening scene so much more importantly there's this moment in this episode between tasha and alice where it's the very beginning of their relationship and they're yeah. at this event and they're just flirting with one another and uh, trying to feel each other out because they know they're both interested. So it's in that 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 place where you're both interested, but yeah. you're trying to gauge where do you go from here without allowing yourself to like be too vulnerable. Yeah, you yeah, know? you're not showing your cards yet. <laughs> yeah. Right, so it's it's just such a delicate balance and their <laughs> chemistry is so amazing. I long to create a scene that is that um, pitch perfect in which the characters have that sort of chemistry with one another. Yeah. And uh, you just really feel, first of all, let me just say, Alice and Tasha, my favorite relationship in the entire series. No That's shade to Alice and Dana. Love yeah. Alice and Dana, but for me, Alice and Tasha is my favorite relationship in the entire series. And this scene is basically where it all starts. Aww. So that's my favorite um, L word episode. As far as like my favorite queer film, um, that's a that that's a tough one. And I'm gonna say it's a tough one because there's a there aren't a lot of queer films out there. Right, yeah. And of the ones that exist, not many of them are great. Thank so you. then you come, you're like, I'm glad you said it and it wasn't me. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, because it's so true. It's, it's real, you know? Yeah. So what you end up having to figure out is, I, this isn't great, but I love it anyway. Right. Right? So... Um, one of my favorites, though, is I Can't Think Straight. Have you ever seen that? Oh, my God. I've only seen the trailers for it on my phone. <laughs> it's always like <laughs> Instagram has figured out I'm gay, first of all. And it always, and it always shows me um, random advertisements for it. That's so weird because that's not a new movie. Right, but it shows it to me all the time. I swear, because I remember being at work and being like, I I have to see this, but where is this? You do. It's on Amazon. It's 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 you can find it. It's not like hidden anywhere. <laughs> You're like, girl, you haven't been looking. Like, have you looked? You can you can find that movie. Um, I, I I really enjoy this movie because as we discussed last uh, 
episode. I grew up reading yeah. like Harlequin romances, and I really oh, love, yeah. you know, romance and rom com. We all know my favorite movie is Dirty Dancing. So this movie is the gay rom com that I want, basically, mm. and it's with women of color. Uh, more yes. importantly. So I get my rom-com, I get my women of color. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's about this uh, Palestinian woman and this British Indian woman, and they start this relationship, even though one of them is scheduled to be married to a man. Right. <laughs> right? And, I remember this from the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one doesn't even know she's gay yet when the movie starts or she knows but she hasn't acted on it really right and she's also like a writer who's trying to find her voice and all of these things it, it's really great i really enjoy it i think the director her second movie which is called the world unseen have you seen that one no so i think that's actually the better film um, oh, really? Yeah, I think it's actually the better film, and it's so interesting because even though that's the better film, I prefer I Can't Think Straight. Just because... Uh, <laughs> it's more entertaining? It's, it's more entertaining. Yeah, it's, and yeah. it's the same actors as well, so that's really, oh, really? interesting. Yeah, so I do recommend I recommend those two films if you haven't if you haven't seen them. If you want to know like what gay content is out there and what you should watch, hit me up. <laughs> I have an encyclopedia for it. I can tell you... I can tell you everything. I can tell you all the TV shows. I can tell you what episodes to watch. I can tell you what films to watch. God. I can tell you if they're good. If they're not good, but you should watch it anyway, and if you should avoid it altogether. So, Wait, what should you avoid altogether? Um, <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a few that you feel like should just never be seen? <laughs> this will probably get me in trouble. <laughs> oh god <laughs> now I'm excited but controversy don't watch Lost and Delirious don't don't do that to yourself I mean you know what if you're feeling like um I don't know if you're feeling super depressed and you want something <laughs> to mirror that emotion then <laughs> yes <laughs> watch watch that movie uh, I have not seen this movie, so I mean, that, you know, that was enough to turn me away. <laughs> <laughs> the lesbian dies at the end. You do oh, have no, she not one of those. Suicide. I, I, I believe, if I remember correctly, she jumps off of the building, and there's something about a raven. I don't know. Um, Wait, I think I've been told about this. <laughs> it's, it's just don't, yeah, just don't do it to yourself. Don't do it. I mean, you do get Piper Parabo. Um, who's great in it but if yeah. you want your Piper Parabo just go watch Imagine Me and You yeah which is like the yeah. white lady version of I Can't Think Straight you know <laughs> so I know people really love that movie I'm, I think it's okay but people really love Imagine Me and You I'm an anomaly that I think is just fine so. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I've seen it I think it's just fine too it, I mean it's not like bad horrible no but not it's not like stretch no but it's not like i wouldn't call it a favorite but that's what happens when you're so starved for content right right things Is start becoming things that are it doesn't okay. take much yeah you're like oh i love this movie yeah. because what else are you gonna love if you know that's all you have which is why we're doing what we're doing speaking of which have you seen book smart no okay have you so I have actually. I hear it's great. I, yeah, it was okay. So 
it's you know teen comedy let's focus on like telling a female perspective of what usually is a quote unquote like guy movie Mm -hmm. um because there's parties and sex and high school you know which usually for whatever reason is reserved to like a male point of view um but in this film uh you know it's two best friends but one of them is gay she and i remember like so I didn't know this actually going in because, first of all, I don't research anything um, before I watch it because I'd like to have a... Like, I don't look up reviews and things mm-hmm. like that typically because I just want to go in not having a perspective. Um, but also, the trailers don't really... They don't show you any kind of inkling of there's any kind of gay character in this, which is fine. I just didn't expect it. But I just remember I like I was sitting in the theater and... Um, my reaction it's just so funny when you because there's not a lot of gay content so when you see gay content or at least for me like I'm very like what like I start looking around like is everyone seeing this she likes another woman <laughs> like I don't know I just like get happy of like look it's not a boy that they're talking about <laughs> like because it was just I was just so elated to see two best friends in high school talking and one of them's like oh like you're totally into this person and the character she's into is name the name is ryan so when they said ryan at first i'm like oh it's a guy but it was a girl named ryan Mm -hmm. so i was completely like thrown and and i just kept watching like wait that's a girl right like i was like very like focused on this uh female relationship in what's just like an a teen comedy that isn't about that so that I, I I just really enjoyed that it wasn't about um okay here's the very special moment of like oh I'm gonna come out and my friend is gay it wasn't a thing it was just like yeah she likes that girl and then things happen and she hook up, hooks up with a different girl at the end in a party and all this stuff happens right but it's not like Her gayness wasn't the story right exactly and and it was just so cool to see that and it gave me hope for the future I'm like this is what it's gonna be like for kids that are growing up now this is just can this be nor the new normal of like yeah. yes like movies can have whatever love interest and it doesn't have to be like let's all sit and talk about this right. <laughs> like what right. does this mean everyone right. you know yeah and so I so that part of it swayed my opinion either way I mean it was witty um but I feel like I liked it even more just because I was like oh I just want like I appreciated that they had that character and that it, it wasn't about her being gay but now the funny thing and why I bring this up is because someone at work actually was asking me she's a straight girl full disclosure um, um she she was like sure hey very nice <laughs> no she yeah she was like um hey what did you think about book smart um did you finally see it and I was like yeah I'm like I thought it was cool and then she's like yeah but she's like I haven't seen a lot of content like you know queer content but she said that she was kind of disappointed that the girl, like the hookup that happens uh, in the movie, um, there's like this sexy makeout between teenagers. Um, but the girl that it happens with is attr- like attractive, um, modely looking, according to the straight girl. Um, and she was, dis- she thought that that was disappointing. Why? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, so, that was my like my gut is like what what? And she she continued to explain that 
she just thought it was it seemed very guy fantasy to her like that they were so this is so she this, thought it was the male gaze right interesting <gasps> right which is that I, is very fascinating one because it's directed by a woman right and but I think it, the implication here is that yes. if it's lesbian, speak on it, <laughs> right? It's got to be like they they can't be like hotness of like a hot girl or whatever. It has to be like quirky indie, uh, certain type of look lesbian. Uh, I just don't get it. Like it just seemed very. It was a weird comment because I think she was trying to come from a, an open place of like protecting queer content, right? But she instead, it was offensive to me, <laughs> right? But instead, it was kind of offensive. So I was like, "Well, I want, I don't, I didn't have anything wrong with it. It didn't seem like the male gaze to me. Like you, we, we also gaze. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I mean, like I feel like it was just there were two girls, and yeah, one. Like I guess you could say she looked modelly or something. But I don't know. It's something that I didn't notice at all, right? While watching why it. You? Yeah, but well, yeah, like I know it just didn't, but I just the fact she was really disappointed by it, and she was like, she she acted like it was a missed opportunity and like it wasn't portrayed right, well, or something. Ooh, well, okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> let's unpack this. Let's unpack this because <laughs> I, so there's something there, right? When you look at queer representation right so Mm -hmm. from step one you want more queer representation as a whole right right yeah you want more queer women and women identifying representation right Right. so you get that but usually what it looks like is white Mm -hmm. most likely blonde Mm -hmm. if not blonde still willowy you know it's a very specific blonde type family <laughs> of queer woman that gets right. represented on screen that is mm-hmm. not representative of queer women actually living in the world or let me yes. say not representative not fully representative right yeah it's just one types of tiny slice yeah exactly so in that way she does have a point right right yeah. in that okay so her love interest looks just like what the love interest would look like for a, a dude. A dude, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. So on the one hand, yes, but on the other hand, we also want that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it becomes this thing of once again, when you don't have enough, period, right. then you don't get to see all the many colors of people and all the many body types and the skin colors and the cultural backgrounds and things like that yeah it will always be unsatisfying because there's not enough there's not enough you know so maybe the first step is okay there is a love interest first there's a queer female storyline in a teen movie and it's not a big deal her queerness is not the story right step one yeah (laughs) (laughs) step two it is her love interest is stereotypical of a teen movie right right that is the expectation it's a stereotypical representation of what you would find in a in a queer movie awesome that's a step step three now let's expand what we think of as desirable yeah right 
step step three. So we have to. We're just missing of, step three, <laughs> and then four, we're five, missing and a lot of steps. <laughs> yeah, we're missing a lot of steps. But we're 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 on our way, right? We're getting there. Yeah. Um, I remember when I saw the trailer for that movie, I was like, oh, this actually looks really good. Yeah. But I didn't remember seeing any people of color. Right. And so yeah. I noped out of that. Um, yeah. Because I don't give my money to projects that don't represent yeah. me in some way, you know? So if you don't have people of color in your film who are, you know, three-dimensional characters. Yeah, um, not just and, like the random kid that right, exactly. then, has two lines. <laughs> I'm not going. I might see it eventually, but I'm definitely right. not going to pay to see it in the theater. That yeah. I will not do, uh, even if it's even if it's queer content. You know, I've given yeah. enough of my money to straight projects, to right, normative yeah. projects, to white women, white gay women projects. You know, yeah. I've given enough of my money to that, so you can't get any more of it. That's the line that I've drawn yeah. in the sand. But I, I look forward to seeing Booksmart eventually but yeah. that's a really interesting um conversation that you had with your oh uh, oh yeah i mean co-worker. i didn't expect it yeah <laughs> either i was like what i been like yo let's go let's sit down are we working no let's stop working let's sit down let's let's talk about this let's talk it out right yeah i want to know where you're coming from yeah i yeah i still i still need more information perhaps there'll be a follow-up yes, in the next please, episode please i'll do a follow-up follow on about, I, I would like to know what other um, queer content she has consumed. Right, because she says she, well, her words were she doesn't seek it out. <laughs> and why would she? Right, but, right? yeah, no, of course. <laughs> but I just thought, I was like, yeah, that's just, that's cool. <laughs> it, was, it was a great conversation. <laughs> I'd be like, let's dig in. <laughs> right, yeah, I know. I, I I was too outside on the surface trying to understand where she was going to go with it. And, and also like, probably like trying to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also that like, part. Sure, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's this, in television, there's this whole thing for a long time where all of the queer women were, one was blonde and one was brunette. Yes. And I wouldn't say for a long time like it has stopped. That's still the right. thing. But they do that with women, period. There's two types of women, according to yes. television. There's a blonde yes, and a brunette. There's a blonde and a brunette. And then you <laughs> and get, like, it. every now and again, the redhead. But she always right. means trouble. Right. right. So. A wild red. <laughs> yeah, it's true. My God. Jesus. It's kind of disgusting, our world. <laughs> like, when I look back, especially, and but speaking of, like, representing people of color, I mean, oof, anytime that... I'm watching a Netflix show that was from, I don't know, five years ago and beyond that. Every person, like, what you look at a show like Dawson's Creek, oof. Dawson's Creek is. Listen, I love me some <laughs> Dawson's Creek. I love it too, but, and I watch it and I'm like, wow, this is the whitest show. They had one black friend? No. Bianca Wait. Lawson, yes, they did. Yes, she's but she was back black friend for like 20, 30 years now because she's a vampire and she doesn't age. Right. But, but she wasn't around that long. She was around for like, what, a season? Half a season? I feel like Maybe? it was half a season. Maybe and half then. A season. I don't remember which season. Yeah. But, you know, she was See? Like, she you was don't remember one. which season. No, I, I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, and I honestly stopped watching Dawson's Creek. Um, this is like a 
20 year old spoiler or something I stopped. <laughs> some so, some alert. kid out there is like what <laughs> i stopped watching dawson's creek when uh joey and pacey broke up because yeah. it gets you know, hard after that you, I, you did the right thing i mean honestly i've found out this is listen i take my tv relationships very seriously <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even in the country at the time. I was in the military. (laughs) (laughs) So I was over in Germany, and um, I didn't even... I I was getting Dawson's Creek delayed. So I found out on my slow-ass, like, dial-up internet (laughs) that uh, Dawson and... Excuse me, that Joey and Pacey broke up. And I was like, what?! And I stopped watching then and there before I could even get to the part where they broke up. I was like, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out. That's it. Show is dead to me. And then I didn't come back until years later when they got back together. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which I think was like the final season. Yeah. Like then they just, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that they ended up together, but still. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to watch. I mean, like friends they had one black friend on friends. oh my god yeah i know and it comes in the later seasons too yeah. what's mean, the first season hollywood whitewashed whitewash but like even extras like i'll look in the background i'm not even talking because i'll see shows and i'll just sit there and be like look white 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 yep. and i'll point everyone out in the in the background you'll see like a bunch of high school students and they're all the same people yep and I'm like, wow, not even the damn extras. Like, and then ooh, it was a ooh, it was an episode of um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the the, the new one, the, not the new one, the old, the '90s one, okay, the, the original, like Melissa Joan Hart, yeah, that one, right, the little sitcom thing. Uh, it 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 was on um, Hulu or something, and I was like, oh look, I remember this show. And then in one episode, oh my god, there was. So I'm looking at the extras because I, I I don't know I've been an extra and I've done weird things in the background so I always look at the extras, but there was uh, a one black guy, and he was used in different parts of the room, <laughs> in the same room, and they just kept using him and I'm like are you fucking kidding me like it'll just be like like they showed like um one person talking and then they show the reverse and he's behind the other guy too and I'm like wait. You didn't even do your homework here. You didn't even try to hire more people of color. You said, "Well, we have to have let's let's throw in a black guy and let's just use one and put him everywhere." He's every man. And I, I swear, he's everyone. And then later in the hallway, same dude though. Same dude wearing the same shirt, like same dude. It was just disappointing. I was just like the '90s man. I love that you Oof. remember that because that show was a long ass time ago. Yeah, <laughs> you remember that very specific instance. It it just really it affects me. Yeah, when I see stuff like that, and I'm like, why didn't they just try harder? Well, because why would they? Right. When, when you're, and this is top, why we're making is, content. What's the point of trying harder to include other people. Um, you know, things are changing very yes. slowly. But they are changing. I just saw on Twitter somebody put out like the top ten highest paid actresses in Hollywood, and <laughs> um, so 
Number one was Scarlett Johansson, which was really yes. She had like she made like fifty six million dollars or something like you know Avengers and all that, right? So, oh right. But you know what's great about that is that she believes she can play any race and also trees or whatever. So so of course people in the comments were like, well at least we got some POC representation with uh, Scarlett Johansson up there at the top so you know so fucking bold to be like that you gotta have like i mean like, who are the you privilege right the white privilege the Jesus. entitlement to be like i should be able to play any race i want to um and God, a tree if i want to and etc but the only person of color on the list was sofia vergara wow That's really it. yep she was number two oh. Fuck. And then it, outside of her, it was all white blonde women. God damn it! That's <laughs> you know that's the that's the world, that's the world. But we're changing it. So now I want to transition into what media have you consumed um, that you feel has had like an impact on your work today? So I think. If I really think about it, um, I know uh, growing up especially, I would watch a lot of uh, Buffy um, because I liked... I, I'm I'm a fan in general of uh, the supernatural kind of sci-fi fantasy type things. Uh, I just never have the budget to actually create it. But um, I liked Buffy because I felt like it was interesting for me to watch a show that combined that and then just combined real life and real issues uh, and relationships and it wasn't just all about the monsters. Um, and I liked the dialogue. Uh, just It was written in a, a very quick way that I feel like if I look at influence in the way I write, I, that's probably the most influence I could point out is I like bant quick banter. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a lot of levity in things where it's like something is serious and Buffy does this a lot where it's like there's a crisis or things are, you know, the world is ending but there's still a joke cracked in there. Right, that and like wittiness. It, yeah, that, that back and forth between really over dramatic and, you know, the stakes are so high and then joke. And then, you know, and I feel like that's my entire life. <laughs> it's I'm falling apart, everything's wrong, but I will make a joke in the most inappropriate moment <laughs> and then continue from there. And yeah. I liked that. And so, and then moving along with that, I know I've, in the last couple of years, I became a pretty big fan of Winona Earp and for the same reasons and, you know, the lesbian uh, storyline of course the uh, way hot um, but just one of the best shipper names right I ever. know they well they they had to have just thought that through <laughs> that can't be an accident <laughs> I refuse to think that they were like whoa look at what we stumbled upon though because even naming <laughs> I mean, her Nicole hot, hot. Like, yeah officer hot I don't even on. watch uh, right, I know her, but I know but you know hot. the ship, right? Yeah. yeah, I know the ship. Everybody does. Before I ever saw it, I knew it. Like Yo, I those knew the names. Are serious about their shit, like for sure. Yes, man, they're a little intimidating. Those herpers. <sighs> very they, intense. They are in it. <laughs> they are, and and see, 
uh, Emily Andrus, the creator of Winona Earp, I know she was very influenced by Buffy, so I feel like there's an actual connection there because when I've watched Winona Earp, I can see episodes that are straight out of Buffy. Mm. Just the the narrative structure and what they did, they just like put a different, like a newer spin on it, but there are so many similarities with the way the characters talk to each other with with the way that the there's a lot of anti-hero-ness going mm-hmm. on you know everyone's flawed but even the villains aren't villains like there's there's a lot of that which i think i that kind of style is something that um has influenced a lot of my writing and my ideas i do like the anti-hero kind of outline of you know just people who you expect the worst from kind of showing you that there's good to them too and I like I like seeing too even the more superior kind of quote-unquote perfect characters also having a dark side I just I like that duality and I like when that's shown on television um but yeah so I would I would think those two shows for sure uh, inspire me even though I'm not writing in the fantasy genre just yeah. just the way that the characters talk to each other and the relationships those kind of things really influence me but how about you well before me if you were going to write something in the fantasy genre oh. or the supernatural genre right now what what sort of supernatural thing would you focus on I mean there are like 12 scripts that have been written they exist (laughs) alicia they just they they are waiting but yet i so if you had the million dollars to make one of them oh i have i have a few i i've done a lot of things that i i like the occult in general so Mm -hmm. like older things of like you know magic and witchcraft and that kind of less sci-fi tech and more you know demonology and mm-hmm. old lore. I've always liked the idea of that these things are still all around us, but we don't know. I like the whole like hidden world concept. Yeah. Like normal place, which I think is what I liked about Buffy too. It was like a normal town that no one would care about in Southern California. And it's actually, there's a hell mouth underneath it. Like I like that whole, like everything that you think is boring and simple is actually not. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that um i've also written some dystopian things kind of like a what if the uh like a witch hysteria happened in the future or like Mm -hmm. now and all the women were killed off basically uh because there was like this big uprising of the patriarchy and misogyny and they kind of just decided that women were too much of a threat and murdered almost all of them uh, under the guise that they are witches and there's this new society where it's just all men except for these few women who don't even know they are women because they are basically treated like um, they're what I forget I oh I called them defectives Uh, they're basically like caged animals that they let fight for the pleasure of men like kind of like a fight club scenario type thing and people bet on it for fun but they don't even know they're women because so much time has passed that how do they procreate 
Oh, well, that's a whole other thing. Okay, like, I'm so intrigued by this story. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll have to talk yeah. about that later. Right, yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Um, yes. um, for me, I'd say my two prime inspirations would be, one, the TV show Friday Night Lights, Oh, which I absolutely love. Uh, but specifically, what I love about it is how natural it is and the lack of artifice, right? It yeah. just feels like real people and you are just being dropped in on their lives. Um, huh. And there's, I remember there's this one scene in the first episode where one of the one of the characters he's he lives with his grandma and he's you know going to school and he's taking care of his grandma and his grandma is just sitting in her chair in the living room and mm. she's talking to him and and she's tapping her foot and she's wearing like this house dress and slippers and socks and she just looks like such a grandma and she's <laughs> tapping her foot and it was such a simple moment but it rang so truthfully to me yeah. that I could just see this happening in the real world and I modeled a lot of my own filmmaking on that sort of aesthetic yeah. um, and I've spoken about that previously that I just want the, I just want the work to feel real, real. and honest. Um, and then outside of that, but related, is Steven Soderbergh is probably my favorite director. And what I love about him is that he he's been able to sort of traverse this um, path between big blockbuster films, but also these really intimate, independent films. Yeah. So one of my favorite movies is out of Sight, which I love starring Jennifer Lopez and George Clooney, which is based off of a, um, a book. I highly recommend that movie. It has all the things that I like, you know, there's the romance, there's yeah. the bad guy who's not really a bad guy, you know, <laughs> and then there's this um, powerful woman who, you know, falls for this guy that she probably shouldn't be falling for. You have the whole opposites attract thing and this crime thing, you know, it's a whole, it's all the things that I really love. And uh, so he does that and he has the Oceans movies and all yeah. that stuff. But then he also has films like Bubble, which was this very tiny film that he did. Um, there wasn't even a script for it, just an outline. They hmm. worked with non-actors um, in the town that they wanted to film in. They just interviewed these people and found people that aligned with the characters and allowed those people to go off of the outline and just talking to them and be like, oh, this wow. is what we want, you know, this is what we want to happen um, yeah. in this scene. And just allowing these people to naturally come to the dialogue themselves. And it was just right. so real. And he used as much natural light as possible as humanly possible yeah. um, in this movie. I think maybe like myself and like maybe a hundred other people have seen it, but it's so fascinating. And I, I just love that he's able to do both things because ideally that's the type of thing that I would like to do, right? I would yeah. love to do big like genre type of projects, but also those small and intimate um, yeah. projects that are really just focusing on you know, simple people 
doing everyday things and how that can also be very complicated so i'd say those are my the things that have most influenced me as a as an artist um i don't know i think that's we've this is our longest covered a lot yeah (laughs) we have we've kind of gone around the world and right back to it right we We took a a few twists and turns (laughs) yay us our first hour plus um episode we promise not to make this yeah a habit not- guys let me just say i'm gonna put christina on blast here oh boy yes before this episode started she was like mm, i don't know if i have enough to talk about here we are i did i did say that i was like my mind is blank today i'm like I had a long week I don't know, can I answer these questions? What am I thinking? And all of a sudden, here I am, day two. And so that's why I love that episode. Yep. So, you know, believe in yourself. That's all. <laughs> it's a good message. We that's hope it. that you stayed along for the ride. Too. Yes. <laughs> and that it was enjoyable. That we didn't lose you in minute 45 or anything. Christina, where can the people find you? Um, the people can find me at Christina Pupo, and that's Christina with a K, and Pupo is P-U-P-O. And you can find me uh, on anywhere you're looking, Twitter, Instagram, uh, with that handle. So Or Google me. A lot of things pop up, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at Elishia the Great, E-L-I-S-H-I-A. That's going to be anywhere you look. That's also the website where this podcast lives. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. Um, Maybe leave a review. Maybe follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, The Queer Bean Pod. We would love to hear from you. Reach out, chat with us, all that stuff. Say we're the best thing you ever heard. You know, the regular (laughs) things. So we want to thank you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We want to thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Everybody, this is Alicia. No, we don't need to do that. That's right. Are we? <laughs> this is going what great. We learn from our mistakes. <laughs>